Hello and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. This is single track session number 140. And it's been a while, so it's almost like stranger danger action going on right now. But I am your host, Eric Manning, and uh, a little R&R was much needed. Not that uh, everybody can't, shouldn't, doesn't need a little R&R, but yes, I have been absent. It's hap- I'm, I'm excited and happy to be back in your ears um, for the next little bit today, or whenever you're listening to the podcast. The launch date on this is Thursday, July 25th, and Utah just celebrated its Pioneer Day, July 24th, which uh, is a state holiday here in Utah. A lot of people call it Pie and Beer Day. And uh, yeah, man, it's been a while. It's been some time, and it took me a minute even to figure out how to hook up my gear. But we're back, and we're going to kick it off and just hit it. Because there's a lot, a lot that needs to be covered, but I'm not going to go back too far. Because you've all heard it, you've all seen it. There's no reason to kind of go back and reiterate everything that's happened the past while. It's almost like seeing somebody from school, say high school, for those of you that are out of high school. And it's been 15 years. And you see them for the first time and they say, hey man, what you been up to? And you just kind of go, well... The night after graduation, me and my friends went ahead and uh, packed our cars. And then you kind of catch up for 15 years. So that's kind of where we're at. We're not going to do that. We're just going to skip right into some fun stuff. Let's start off with the beer of the week. The beer of the week this week is from Santa Barbara, California. It's from Telegraph Brewing Company. It's the West Swell Juicy IPA, 6.7%. There's a lot more juicy IPAs going on out there. Um, It's kind of the thing right now in the IPA world. Um, not a bad beer. It's probably one that I won't have again. Now, if it was a gift, I would drink it, but it's not something I would seek out. Unfortunately, it's got a cool little, uh, cool little label, but just didn't, just wasn't for me. Now that's not saying it's not for you out there, but it just wasn't for me. Um, it's kind of a West coast IPA, um, but not there just wasn't enough distinction for me from something else. Like when you have a good beer, right? And there's some note in there, some flavor, some taste that makes you, oh, I haven't had this before, right? And this one to me just didn't, it was uh, bland. It didn't live up to what I was hoping for with uh, the juicy point. So, um, and I don't like to say any bad stuff about beers. But again, I mean, it could be for somebody else. Everybody has different tastes, Um could have been my taste buds a day off. Who knows? Because it's just one. But it was Telegraph Brewing Company, the Westwell Juicy IPA. Is this week's Beer of the Week? Um, you're more than welcome to try it. And uh, if you have any more ideas for me for Beer of the Week, please let me know. I am game to try it. I love to stick in the IPA. It, I guess it should be IPA of the Week. But no, we'll keep it Beer of the Week. Because there could be some stuff that sneaks through the cracks that um, I need to try or, or give it a go. But I could tell you what. I could try a new IPA. For every show, well, considering I miss so much, but um, once a week, and I still wouldn't even touch what's out there. So, anyway, that's your Bear of the Week. Thank you for not knocking my socks off, but being a good quencher. So, let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit because it is the Trail Manners podcast. I am happy to say I made it uh, around, uh, what is it, the sun again. Um, had a, celebrated a birthday a few weeks back. 
And it was a lot of fun. I actually had a great birthday. I kind of rededicated some things back to myself. I'm back in the gym, back doing yoga, um, trying to get on that uh, healthy eating bandwagon again. Um, kind of that 80-20 thing where you 80% of the time you uh, do well, 80% of the time. 20% of the time, it's okay, right? I think so many people that I talk to and even myself, when you're trying to eat healthy, um, I know I'm really bad at this. If I eat healthy, I could do it for like four straight weeks, just crush it, and then have some little thing, and it makes my mind wander, right? It makes me disappointed, frustrated, upset. kind of kills it because I think at the end of the day, the thing I keep learning about things more and more, no matter how much you preach it or hear it, is you've just got to be happy, you know? you got to be happy. You can't let all this stuff get to you. So I'm rededicating... I'm rededicated, I guess, back to some things. And it's good. Good sleep. Uh, feel better. Kind of uh, got the little train going. Because it's been a big change here the last few weeks in my life. Last month, um, sold my home, um, which was a huge relief. Um, and I did, for my birthday, it was not on my birthday. It was a couple weeks before. I went ahead and bought me a new car. I've never done this before. I did buy a brand new car. I went to Young Subaru here in Ogden, which... Um, I tell you what, they. this was probably one of the easiest experiences I've ever had, especially when you're talking about dropping that kind of money. I can't, I, I was dreading it because you always hear about car salesmen or buying a car, right? The two, the big, oh man, you got to buy a car. And I, I, I've had bad experiences and I know most people have. And I went into it, I did my research, I did my studying, I knew exactly what I wanted, I knew everything I wanted, knew how much I wanted to spend, pre everything. I was ready to roll, right? And I was ready to, you know, do my thing. And I went in, and uh, my car salesman, Jonah, um, so if you go to Young Subaru, I don't, even if you don't buy something, if you're going in for whatever, even if it's um, maintenance on your existing car, it's in Ogden, so obviously not everybody's going to be going in there, but say hi to Jonah for me. He's such a good dude. I felt super comfortable with Jonah. Um, he didn't come across as your your stereotyped, and I'm going to say that because my my thoughts have changed a lot about buying a car. Jonah ha- has done that. I worked with Jonah, Cameron, uh, Austin, some great people there at Young Subaru. But Jonah, we went for a test drive. Obviously, we he he's good. He's good at us being a salesman, right? I mean, that's what he does. But he 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 made a connection right away, and that was important for me as well. So it's not just looking at both sides, uh, made a good connection. We had a good, good time talking. It wasn't just about buying a car. He was super straight to the point honest, because like I said, I did my research going in. So I knew things about the car. I knew things about what I wanted it. And it wasn't like he tried to talk me into anything or, or anything like that. Super good dude. Um, it, it was, I'm not kidding you, man. I was in and out of there within, and it sounds like a lot, I guess, like a couple hours, but, you know, you, you talk, you test drive, you talk. Um, and going back and forth, like haggling on the price, not a lot of that happened. It was pretty much, I said, here's where I need to be. Um, they came back, and I was trading my car in. They came back, and it wasn't where I needed to be. And I was, I understood it, right? I get it. I, I'm in sales. So I'm like, listen, man, you guys crushed it. You killed it. You did everything I asked for. Um, I, just the price isn't there right now. I'm definitely coming back to you guys when, you know, when I work some things out and they're like, what's it going to take? And I told them they came back and they did it. Boom, done. And I said, okay, I told you what I needed. You took care of it. Let's do this deal. Um, but never, never, um, have I ever felt so comfortable. I don't feel like they took me for a ride. 
anybody, even the financing, even the, the the signing the papers. It wasn't like, okay, here's this and here's that, and you're going to need some of this, and you have to have this. It wasn't like that at all. So a huge thank you um, to everybody at Young Subaru um, from the top down, but a, a special thank you to Jonah. What a cool dude. He even called me, I guess, probably about a week ago to make sure everything was cool, everything was good. Um, when I go in to get my plates, you know, I have a few questions. So thank you, Jonah. And, folks, if you're in the market they have used cars too right um some other uh besides subarus but i got me a sweet little subaru outback 2019 white had to have the sunroof for me and my daughter um super cool love it i don't regret it it was tough because i've never done anything like this before i'm usually you know the the penny pincher the the used guy and i thought no i'm going for it because they last forever and i don't have to worry about stuff so that's one thing off the plate and so i'm super happy so i had Sold the home, got a car, even though yesterday, as of yesterday, chipped windshield. It could be something because it's like the surface of the sun hot outside, um, but a rock hit me, chipped my windshield, cracked it, I should say, so kind of bummed. Um, but yeah, a lot of cool things, like I mentioned. Um, I decided to go with, I wanted a car or shoes for my birthday, and I thought I'd get more miles out of my car, um, So I, a car, so I went with the car. Um, and then for my birthday, me and my daughter... Aspen, my my right-hand partner in crime. We went to the Avett Brothers concert, which was super cool. Went with some family members, my brother-in-law, my sister, and one of my nieces. I met them there. That was a lot of fun. And I'll tell you, I'm going to I'm gonna say this. I got so many um, happy birthday wishes, social media, and text messages that it really put a lot of... My birthday was like this turning point, not just because of my age and another time around the sun, but... Like I said, I rededicated myself. Some some good mojo was happening. Sold my, my house. Got a car. Um, but, man, I, I was very touched by all the people that reached out and wished me a happy birthday. Even a simple HBD, right? Because it's still some time out of somebody's day. And I know it's simple and I know it sounds silly. But I went through everybody that wished me happy birthday on social media. I said thank you to every single one. Um, because people took the time to do that, and just seeing some of the names pop up, how I knew them, whether it was through school, through soccer, through running, through the podcast, uh, mutual friends, whatever, it brought up memories. Every time I saw a name, it bring it, it, like in my head right away. I came up with one memory or one thought of where I met them, an experience with them, how I knew them, and that was really cool. Um, but it also thought made me feel to myself, which been a, a you know a trying couple of years for me. Um, it's like wow, there's some good people out there, and I'm I I feel pretty lucky to know so many people. Maybe not super close with some, obviously, if you live in different parts of the country or it's been a while. Um, but man, there's some really good people that uh, I know. I'm, I'm gonna say just that I know. I feel pretty fortunate with that. So that was pretty amazing. Um, and even right before my birthday, um, someone that's very very close to me um, that I've known since I don't know late 80s, uh, my high school soccer coach, he had me over for a low country boil, a little barbecue with another friend of mine. Um, and this man has made, made probably one of the big, outside of my family, has made the biggest impact in my life uh, because he came along when I was in high school. And not that I was a bad kid in any way, but I was kind of, you know, didn't have a lot of direction and my focus was soccer, everything I wanted to do. And this was in the late 80s, so soccer still was very young there was no pro leagues there was anything like that this man just i can't even express what he's done for me through my life um not just through soccer but his friendships he had me over and it made me again realize just how fortunate i am and i know everybody probably has 
that person in their life. And I, I challenge all of you to talk, tell them that, right? Because everybody comes at a different part in their life. And I remember it, I needed it just as much as anything, just letting that individual know how much they meant to me and how much they impacted my life. Um, and it's that was 30 years, 30 plus years ago, right? That's going to age me a bit. I get it. Um, but I know everybody has somebody in their life and maybe multiple people, um, if we're lucky, but that is just that you remember that changed your life in some way, a mentor, a teacher, and he was a teacher and a coach, which for me really honestly, because of him is the reason I started coaching at a young age, um, right out of high school, uh, because I saw the impact he could, he made on my life. And I just thought, man, if I could do that to one person, just one, right? Not being greedy and saying two. One person, I think that would be worth it. So, um, such a great month I've had so far in July um, for that reason. And then next after that, right, right after my birthday, I went to Denver, Colorado, and I saw another person who has probably had another huge impact at that level on my life, Scott Jaime, um, and he's one that got me into trail running. So I, I honestly, even though I pers- went after that. Um, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today in the trail community, which is what I look at now has been a big part of my life. If it wasn't for him and he's I played college soccer with him, we go way back and he's always been somebody that's always been there for me. We could go months without text, talk, anything. And I know that person's there for me and I hope he knows the same way, but I got to go back to Denver and hit some breweries and I went to an arsenal from London, English Premier League, my favorite team of all time forever, and watched them play against Colorado Rapids. Eighth row, holy cow, like a little kid. Um, I'm not saying a candy store because you know I don't want to, I don't want to uh, encourage diabetes, but man, it was like a dream come true. Except for you know, I wasn't in London. And that's the dream now. But um, I've been spoiled um, this month, <laughs> just uh, from kind words. Um, and from myself a little, obviously, um, but, uh, spending time with family, going to concerts, um, seeing two of the closest and by the way, both their names are Scott. So that's kind of ironic, but, uh, super lucky. And then even my high school coach, I went golfing with him this past week and that was a lot of fun too. And I got to pick his brain on another big thing that I, hopefully I'll have an announcement with within the next week or two. Um, that's, could be. And it will be super life-changing for me, and I'm really excited, but uh, we'll get into that maybe in a week or two. And then we went, uh, me and my daughter, uh, Aspen, again, we're like just bumping concerts around here and there, bumper here, bump there, bump there. Um, We went to the Hugh Jackman show, so Wolverine or Greatest Showman, all those things. He had a a show here in Salt Lake City, and I got that for my daughter for Christmas. I thought, oh, she loves Hugh Jackman, and I'm not going to lie, folks, I'm I'm proud I really like The Greatest Showman. I have the soundtrack. I love the songs, and it was a good good show, but I took her to that. Folks, that was one of the best performances I have ever seen in my life. It was absolutely incredible, and I know he's touring, and if you have the opportunity, even if you don't care for him too much, I recommend you go. It's kind of... You know, he sings, obviously, but he there's so much talk and banter with the crowd that makes it so much more personal. You know, humanizes him a little bit. And it's a lot, you know, it's kind of Broadway-ish for sure. Um, even if you don't like that stuff, it's it was fun. It was electric. Can you believe that? Hugh Jackman singing. I was singing along. My daughter was singing along. 
Folks, I have a good life, and it has been a good month, and I hate to say that stuff like this has to happen for me to realize that, but sometimes it's really good to have that kick in the pants, um, and I need, I've need i needed it for sure. All right, what's up next, man? I'm trying to buzz through a lot of things. I know a lot of it's about me, and I apologize, but it's been a big month, and I just want everybody out there to say, to, you know, I've had messages from people um, to say, hey, when's the next podcast coming? Miss it. You're not done, are you? Things like that. I apologize that it's been so long, but I, I can't tell you those emails and messages, they mean a lot to me, right? Because it means somebody cares and someone listens, and I it makes me kind of feel like I've let people down, I guess, in a way, too, being lazy and not getting stuff out. But as great as July's been, it's still been a challenge, and I'm still working around some things. But I have a Park City soccer tournament with my boys. I'm still coaching them, and they're working their butts off in this heat, and we have a tournament this weekend up in Park City that I'm pretty excited about. Um, and again, just trying to teach them the right way to do things, not always about winning, which obviously is, is part of the game and you need to know how to win properly and lose properly. Um, I think that helps build character for people moving forward. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been hot, um, super hot. And so please be, and it's everywhere. So please be safe out there and be careful. I'm going to put a link on because uh, on I Run Far, David Laney just posted this really good article on the basics of running smart in hot weather. Um, and it, there's some really good tips and points in there, how to eat, why things feel the way they do. You know, if you run mornings or evenings, um, educating yourself about heat illnesses. Um, yeah, I mean, just a lot of really good stuff. So I'm going to post that in there because it's really important. And I know most of you know a lot of those things, but there's even things in there that I took a step back and looked at and was like, okay, I get it. Maybe I need to pay more attention to something like that. Um, and I think a lot of it, too, is just be on, like this one. Be honest with yourself. Don't argue with the facts that running in the heat is more difficult than running in cool temperatures. Slow down. Reap the benefits of training smart. Um, and I think that goes across all spectrums, right? Even when it's cold, when there's snow on the ground, coming off an injury, coming after a race. Just be smart. Don't have expectations that make it so you are hard on yourself. And that, I'm the worst at that. So I'm, right now I'm being super hypocritical, but I think it's important to do that. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes if you have a time. Or if you just want to go to I Run Far, um, you can check that out. It's irunfar.com. Um, the Basics of Running Smart in Hot Weather by David Laney. And it's a really good article. It's not long, so it won't take you very long to read it. Um, talks about wearing sunscreen, everything. So check that out because we are, it's smoking hot. And, uh, you know, especially, here's a PSA since we're talking about, be careful with your pups out there. I've seen some dogs just not in good condition, looking good. Um, so be, be, be aware um, with everything, with the heat, and don't take it for granted. I know a lot of people out there, oh, I love running in the heat. That's fine, right? I don't, but still you got to be careful. Even if you like it, even if you're, it's your favorite time to run, whatever. And I know people like that for sure. Just still, you know, be smart because you don't want to take a wrong turn, and, and especially if you're by yourself. So know the warning signs. Know everything about it before you get too far uh, into you know, running, um, in the heat. So speaking of running, um, we're, we're not going to do a whole lot. Like I said, we haven't been back since Western States. We've had bad water, so many races and I apologize, but some great results, but you already know what they are. So I'm not going to go back into it. Um, but I would like to touch base and say what a beautiful community we do have, um, with hard rock being canceled this year, many know, and especially if you've been down there, that the, that community down there in the Silverton and surrounding areas, they really look forward to hard rock for the simple fact of their economy. 
because there's so many people that go down and help that those towns are not huge they are obviously destination places for you know one reason or another but you know a lot of those you know local shops rely on the economy from hard rock and it was so inspiring to see how many people have been down there even with the race canceled for camp hard rock you know there's still been a lot of the same stuff that you would typically get with the race and i think it's important that as a community um you know, we, we take a look at those things. Obviously, if you're in a big metropolitan area or things like that, it's probably not the impact of a, a race like Hard Rock where they rely on it um, every year. And some of those businesses get them through the winters or whatever times they have. But, man, what a beautiful community. And I know a lot of it, too, is you want to go down to Silverton area. You want to run. You want to be a part of that. You want to see the people. But it was a good to see the push and the, and the I'll say the please, I guess, um, to say, hey, come on down. You know, don't don't forget about why it's here. Don't forget about the community because if you've been down there, which I know many of you have, Hard Rock, the race itself, is about community. Um, it's a beautiful race, obviously tough race, and not everybody can get in, but I think that's what makes it even more special is the people that are involved and the people that go down to be a part of it, even if they're not racing. Um, and that's, that's why I think, to me, Hard Rock, a race I've never run, is probably epitomizes why I am in trail running. It's the beautiful, you know, scenery, but it's also that community. And I know the word gets used a lot, that tribe of, of people that support it. And it's like a family and I'm definitely not, I'm like the distant second cousin for sure. When you're talking family, because there's definitely, you know, founders and close knit family down there. But I feel fortunate to know a lot of the people, but it's just, that's an amazing experience. You can't go down to Hard Rock and feel out of place. You just can't. People are too welcoming and warm. Um, and so I just, I just, I loved seeing all the photos and all the people that were down there doing run and, and different things down this past week, um, since there wasn't a race this week. So hats off to this community for what they do. And I know there's situations like that in other parts of the, the country and world. And obviously this is just close to me and easy to see, especially through social media. But, um, thank you to the community for making this what it is every year. And I think that's what separates what we do in trail running with a lot of other sports, not to say it's better than or anything, but there's a reason why we gravitate towards this as opposed to maybe something else. There's a reason why you stay in it as long as you do. There's a reason why you go to a race when you're not running that's a trip and you got to travel. Um, it's because of the community. It's because of the people. So I'm very uh, happy to be a Sam, a, a very, 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 very small part, distant second cousin Eddie, I guess, to that. But uh, super cool to see. Um, let's see. What else we got? Oh, man, man, we got a few other things to cover, and then we'll move on, and then we'll get, and I know I've said this before, and I do apologize, but then we'll get consistent to the point where it's like weekly, and you don't, oh, I heard that like a month ago, Trail Manners, good job, way to, way to be cutting edge and, and breaking, um, because we're not, we're not that, but, uh, we just had the Speed Goat 50K this past weekend in Utah, which is a big event. It's been going on for quite some time, um, some good, uh, runners there, it's just good to see people still supporting that race, because I know everybody that's familiar with it every year you wonder if it's coming back for one reason or another a lot of international racing going on right now we just had the palisades ultra trail series um so shout out to putts uh good friends of the show um i haven't heard a lot i wasn't able to go up this year haven't heard a lot of feedback but i'm sure it went well those guys 
put in so much work to make that happen for everybody. I know firsthand just by seeing and being on the course last year, and I know a lot's changed even within a year, even with the with the people involved. But uh, great group, great cause, great everything. Um, we also had the Badwater event just took place, Vermont 100, um, some Tahoe Trail Rim action. There's been a lot going on, um, and I hope everybody's getting out there and running. I know I'm not. It's been, I'm still about a, I'm going to say a week and a half out. Um, the Achilles update um, took a big setback, which is really disappointing. Um, a lot lot of more inflammation and pain, so I've had to back off yet again. I will not be going to El Vaquero, which really breaks my heart um, for a couple reasons, and I won't get into all of them right now, but one is I won't be able to run. Um, there's a lot going on, folks, and I'll just leave it at that, but... Uh, yeah, so it's I'm I'm chomping at the bit to see what everybody's doing out there, but um I'm yeah I'm about a week or two out still, um, which isn't necessarily exciting. And hey, here's a little update. I had for my birthday I had a beer with Joel Hatch. If y'all remember Joel, I don't see Joel very much anymore. He's back in school. He's going to uh, work on some more degree stuff. Uh, plus, he's working, um, super busy. Uh, but I haven't seen him for quite a while, so it was fun to sit down with him over a beer um, for my birthday at Roosters B Street in Ogden. Shout out to Roosters B Street, awesome location. Um, yeah, it was super nice to hang out with Joel and kind of talk and see where we're at. We haven't seen each other for probably a month at least before that, at least right? Um, which is pretty rare when I'm used to seeing a guy once or twice a week. So, um, but Joel's doing good folks. We didn't talk too much about it, but I'm sure he sends his love to everybody. Um, but it was good to see him. So, um, little touch on that and real brief again, I apologize. I am so sorry. Please forgive me, but I will go back a little bit and give a huge shout out to the U S women's world cup team. Um, they, I, my predictions weren't the best. I don't remember. I had a little sticky note with the scores and I know I didn't nail all of them, but you know, cause I was in the semis, um, but a big shout out to the women's team, um, on a great display. You know, they, they were definitely tested. I thought England could have had them, um, especially with a couple of tweaks that I feel and I can do this cause I'm a coach and I get criticized all the time. I think the England coach made a couple mistakes to start the game with his lineup. And I think when they, tweaked it back to what they knew i think they really gave the u.s a run for their money obviously france did and then the final so uh, but huge congratulations i took aspen my daughter um utah has a women's professional team uh, fc royals and they have three world cup players from the women's side they have kelly o'hara Kristen press um and becky sauerbrunn and so i got to see them first their first game back but there was also uh lindsey haran uh the backup goalkeeper for the u.s and then obviously some other players from different countries the the striker from canada um scottish player um, new zealand players from the world cups so we saw i think nine world cup players from different countries and how many were there oh and uh tobin heath how am i gonna miss her um, I think there were seven women's team players at that that game, and it ended up 2-2. And that was a lot of fun just to see the reception they got. They put it in the Rio Tinto Stadium, which is where the RSL, the men's team, plays. So it's not typically the women's home field, but um, we, there was a big showing for that. So congratulations to the U.S. Women's Cup team facing the uh, the Dutch there um, to round out the a beautiful World Cup and uh, well played. And a little controversy. Couldn't have anything without controversy with VAR. 
or, or whatever, but a huge, huge tip of the hat to them. And, um, yeah, let's keep moving. Let's, uh, jump into it. Let's get, let's wrap it up a little bit. Now we've been rambling for a little bit and let's go to, we'll go Woody footy and we'll go ask trail manners and then we'll kind of sign off from there. Um, far as Woody footy goes, you guys have been amazing. Um, every week, even without announcing a winner, um, so we're just going to go down real quick on a few, and then we'll announce a winner. There's been a lot of them. We had a Spartan race here in Utah. Those are obviously picking up even more, if that's possible. Um, we had one of those. So a lot of pictures here from Utah on that. Some Palisades Ultra Trail uh, series course photos, which looked amazing as well. Northwest, you always kill it. A lot of people in the Northwest killing it. Um, a lot of Utah, for sure. Um, Martin Schneecloth, who is just crushing 100 milers this summer he he always posts something good um ryan ward had a really great one d wolf um in idaho soaking some feet in a bathtub up high um teton national park Cade brown um chris carney palisades um yellowstone photos with a moose from chris uh williams Oh, Jeff Hart from the Northwest. Mark Davis from Lake Blanche. Um, boy, we're all over. Switzerland. Kevin Harris. Um, his, his is in, uh, Wengen, Wengen, Switzerland. I'm not, uh, good at this if we go back in time. A lot more to look at than in Philly. It sure is, Kevin. That is absolutely stunning. Um, nice to have a little Switzerland picture. Andrew from Canada. Um, dropping some good ones. Stacy LeBlanc was in Alberta. Um, with a nice photo. Oh, David Stevenson, man. I don't know how you do it, brother. You're, I'm looking at cliffs down at the Red Cliffs Reserve in St. George, where it's got to be close to 150 degrees every day. Obviously, I'm exaggerating. It's probably 140. But it's hot. I don't know how you do it down in that neck of the woods. Super dry. This week's winner, I'm going to give it to Mark Davis from Lake Blanche. Um, Sundial Peak. I haven't... I love Lake Blanche. Seen some great photos of it. It's just beautiful. Um, and there's so many good ones. You know, Kevin Harris in Switzerland was great. But this week we're going to give it to Mark Davis. Um, what a great photo. So that will accompany the single track session um, when we launch it on the 25th, which is Thursday. So thank you so much for everybody. Please keep those coming. Um, I really love seeing that uh you know, what everybody puts out there. So thank you so much for continuing to support the Woody footies. And now let's get into ask trail manners. There's one that's interesting and I, from an anonymous, we'll keep it anonymous. They asked you, which I get, and we'll talk about it a little bit, but the first one is from Ashley from Denver. Ashley, I was just in your neck of the woods. Um, I heard recently that you are doing physical therapy for your Achilles and some of it is dry needling. What are your thoughts? I have heard that it works, and then I have heard that it doesn't. Would you recommend it? Ashley, yes, I would absolutely 100% recommend it, and that's coming from somebody who is scared of needles, okay? So I'm, I'm scared of needles. I have no problem saying that. Um, I would absolutely recommend it, and you are correct. I've talked to people that it's, it's absolutely helped. Um, and I've talked to people that they go, I don't know if it did anything for me. So I don't know if, it could be a few things. It could be who's doing it, obviously, you know, um, it all, and also the in, the type of injury, how often you need it. But I felt results after my first try, um, and I've done it, I think, four times now for my Achilles. And part of my Achilles problem is my calf is so tight. That's what's my 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 biggest problem. It's not necessarily my Achilles. I'm not having an Achilles problem. My calf is so tight it keeps pulling too hard on the Achilles with too much tension. And so a lot of the dry needling and a lot of my PT has been based around my calf. 
Um, I'm, I'm, af- I'm afraid of needles, which I guess when I'm laying on my stomach and it's going into my calf is good because I'm not looking and it's too hard for me to turn around like a beach whale trying to look behind me. But I, I absolutely felt results. Um, 100% without a doubt, not sub, you know, what do they call it? Um, not subliminal. What's the word I'm looking for? I'll come back to it. You know, it's like when you, um, it's on the tip of my tongue, folks, and I'm drinking coffee after my beer. That's probably not a good combo. Um, but anyway, you all know what I'm talking about, and you don't need to reply what, I, what I'm missing because I get it. But yeah, I don't think it's something that works for everybody, probably. I don't think there's anything out there that works for everybody. I mean, everybody's different, but I would recommend it because even one try, you're going to, I think, have a pretty good idea. Um, I'm with anything. I think anything you do, you need to try it more than once. Um, for the simple fact that you can compare it because it could depend on a day. It could, you know, like dry needling doesn't work the first time, maybe try it again. Um, and if it doesn't work, then you can move on, but you might go, Oh, wait a minute. It worked this time. Um, so yeah, I absolutely recommend it. Um, if you're afraid of needles, it's a little more challenging. I sat there and I'm not kidding you folks. I'm laying on a table and I was just sweating. That's what I do. Like when I eat spicy stuff, I sweat. And when things like that scare me or I'm nervous, I sweat. So when I got my tattoo, people tell me all the time, you're afraid of needles, but tattoos don't bother you. It's different. Okay. It's different. And you can say what you want, but it's different because I know because I've done both and I'm afraid of needles. When something goes deep and penetrates your skin, that's different than something just tapping the surface of your skin, right? In my eyes, it's not like it's enjoyable, but I'm definitely... I don't have a problem with it as opposed to when I, when I see a needle, it's like, Hey, we're going to take some blood. I'm like, I'm out. You can take as much as you want. Um, so yeah, give it a shot, Ashley. Let me know what you think. See if it worked for you. Um, next question. And please send me ask drill manners questions. That keeps me on the, on the hook, right? To make sure I'm launching shows. And this is, these have been here probably for a week or two. This is from anonymous. Um, is flagging on Strava a form of bullying? And so basically, if you're not as familiar, like I wanted to confirm the question, flagging means if you flag somebody's run like you don't believe it, it seems false, whatever, is that a form of bullying? Oh, I think this is a can of worms because I know here in the Ogden area years ago, we had a person that uh, people suspected of padding their Strava stats, making them not true just so they could be relevant on I've got the fastest time on this or whatever. Um, and there was a way I, me and Joel, I think talked about it on a podcast early on years and years ago. There's actually, there was a way it's changed. I'm sure there was a way, and there was actually a website that helped you figure out how to manipulate your coordinates and your, your GPS and everything else data to, I don't know, um, cheat i guess or or falsify here we go falsify what it was but i think there was also a way that you could if you really dove into that person's segment or whatever you could figure out that they did so i think it could be a form of bullying to a degree you know if you don't like somebody you could probably flag everything they do and make it harder for them um and i don't i don't know how prevalent that is I know there's been discussion about it. And like I said, there was a problem here where it was for sure. It's like we knew the course. We knew. And it's like, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, even, yeah, there's no way. And I think a lot of it's knowing the person, knowing the terrain, knowing all the all the information behind it. It's, sometimes it's easy to 
uh, I shouldn't say easy, but sometimes you can figure it out without too much thought. Um, so I don't know if it's a form of bullying. I think it could be. I think it depends on the situation, though. Um, if you don't like somebody, like I said, you can you can flag everything. But I, I think you could take it into that form. But I think there's probably people out there that it means more to as well. Like for me, it doesn't mean anything to me, period. I could care less. It's on there because my... My Sunto is attached to it, so it shows up on there. I don't really, I just don't care if I've got a fastest segment. It's more for me, on me, and I know that if I want to run a section faster or or a you know a trail run faster, why if I cheat it, I'm cheating myself because I really do it right. So why am I trying to make myself feel better about myself knowing I didn't do something correctly? If that makes sense, that was a good one. But I think there are people out there. We've had we've known people that have been in the news that like to um, be that person where people are like, "Oh wow, they're fast. Oh, I look up to them," or or whatever it might be. Um, and so I just don't get it. Those are things I just don't understand. So yeah, though if you're out there and you do it in any way, shape, or form, it's just why. I mean, you don't get anything. I guess there's that sense of. I don't say even pride. There's like no pride doing it. But if you you cheat a segment to be faster than another person, sometimes maybe you've got to you know in for them. You want to challenge them. You want to be better than them. If that's the case, then be faster than them. Um, don't do it for the you know falsify things. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. I mean, I like to tell my my kids that I coach because um, you, you hold yourself. To different levels. Oh, I want to be like soccer. I want to be the next Messi. I want to be the next Ronaldo. I want to be the next Sala. Whoever it might be, right? And even on the women's side, I want to be the next Alex Morgan. I want to be the next, you know, Rose Lavelle, who's amazing. And I called that, folks, early on. If you go back, um, I just tell my kids: be the best version of you. Don't be the best player. There's no. You can never be the best runner. You can never be the best player. You can never be the best whatever employee because everybody has their own roles and everybody has their own things they do. Um, best runner, I mean, I mean, that could be debated, I guess, on some level. We all know who we're talking about. Um, but don't try and be the best. Be the best you, right? Because there's one of you. You're unique. So don't go out there and try and be, oh, I'm the fastest runner in my city on this mountain. I don't want to say who cares because that's, that's harsh, right? I mean, sometimes people work hard, right? And that's what they're going after. And I, I appreciate that. But do it the right way. If you're going to work hard to do something, make sure it's legit. But be the best you. Because there's in running, there's like super technical. There's flat. There's just different distances. There's different you know elevation gains. There's all these variables. And if you're the fastest, best on the flat, you're not going to be the best mountain runner, or vice versa, because that's not what you're training for. That's not your 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 wheelhouse, right? So you're not going to be the quote unquote, the best trail runner. Try and be the best you at all those things. Challenge yourself, be better than your next run, be better than your next race, you know, whatever those might be. So to the question is flagging on Strava form of bullying. Yes, it can be uh, for sure. And I'll tell you what, if you're cheating on Strava, you should be called out because that's just, um, vain, right? That's just not right. Um, to cheat, to be the best on a computer. That's all it is on the intro web. Because you don't like again, you don't get anything. So that's a tough one. I mean, I think you can go either way, anonymous on that one. Um, I think I'm to the form that I don't really compare any of my time. I know people do for a challenge, and I love that. Like if you had know somebody that's got 
you know, a fast time on this section and you're working hard for that, that's pushing yourself, right? And I, I love that. And if you do it the right way, absolute hats off to you, um, tip of the hat, here's a beer. I get that. I love that because you're challenging yourself. Um, but if you do it the right way, there's so much more satisfaction and gratification. If you do it the wrong way, I don't know what you get out of it because then it's like it's more external on what other people think, and that's not what this is, this sport's about on any level. So, I hope everybody, I hope people listen to this show. That's never an issue, and I don't think it is because I know a lot of the, quite a few of the people that uh, listen to the show. So I don't think with with the group here that would be even an issue. Um, and that's again, I had this conversation this past week about the podcast, and I said, you know. I'll never be the, we'll never be the biggest podcast. We'll never be the best podcast. We'll never be any of those things. But the people that I know listen to the show, that's where I want to be. I would rather have 10 people that I absolutely are rock solid listen than 5,000 people sketchy, you know, because that's not why I'm doing this. I'm not doing it for any other reason but to connect with people and maybe provide some humor in your drive. I'm driving more um, in my car. I'm driving my daughter to her job, which is in Lagoon, um, at Lagoon. It's like 30-minute drive. So I'm in my car more than I've ever been, and now I understand why people listen to podcasts. So now I'm thinking to myself, okay, don't be naughty. Don't be negative because people on the in the traffic, they're already negative. I'm the worst driver in the world when it comes to being in traffic. I'm a good driver, I guess, but I just my attitude sucks. I hate traffic. I see taillights all the time. That's like I'm a bull, right? Um, I don't have road rage. I've never done anything bad, but I just don't like traffic. So anyway, I just want to say that. appreciate the, the people that are still listening. I apologize for being gone. I hope we haven't lost too many of you thinking, oh, he's done. He's out of here um, because I'm not, and I absolutely 100% want to absolutely 100% pick it up moving forward. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here and uh, supporting everything that we do here at the Trail Manners Podcast. And please send your Ask Trail Manners questions in. Again, that helps keep me um, in check um, to keep going. So thank you so much. I appreciate you all. I hope you enjoy the show. I know there's a lot of rambling. It'll be more structured next week because there hasn't been so much time lapse. My name is Eric Manning. I am the host of the Trail Manners Podcast, and you just listened to single track session number 140, and we are out.